Best Mike Myers movie of all time. <laughs> the Nup Guru. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and Hello. welcome to another episode of the True Crime Banter Podcast. Hi. Uh, I want to start off real quick by saying if you guys do hear any big, loud bangs, pops, booms, or other onomatopoeia it's sounds, we chose a really good time to do this. Yes, it is a uh, 9:30 at night on the Fourth of July. So, so you know that fireworks are going whatever. off. Whatever you're probably here. hearing them too. So whatever. So I hope you guys are. Yeah, happy Fourth of July to all of you that celebrate it, um, and then happy every other regular Fourth of July to yeah. everyone else. Uh, to tonight, today, you will be taking charge once again. Yes. It's almost like I have nothing to do with this podcast <laughs> anymore, but to uh, hey, introduce you. Hey, you set everything up. You know all the wires. That's true. And that's true. all the buttons. Yeah. And we do have a, a video podcast for this one. I'm yep. trying a little something new on the production side of this. So mm-hmm. uh, we're going to we're gonna see how things go. Yeah. But before, I know we've got a ton of shout outs. Is that right? Yes. A decent amount. Yeah. I don't. Do you have any? Uh, I've got a few, yeah. Okay. And uh, I wanna I wanna end the shout outs because the last shout out that I have will lead into my small bit of banter. Okay. Uh, cool. So yeah, but before we do, do you wanna give it any little insight as to what oh today's God, case is I gonna be? Always forget. I say this every time to do a teaser. I always forget this. Um, I guess I could just think on the fly real quick. Um, yeah, I mean, I know. I guess I could just say that this is one that you uh. You've been looking forward to doing yeah, for a while. which I have a few of those, and that won't be the last time I say that. There's a lot that, before even thinking a podcast was like a viable option at all, yeah. there was certain cases that I just talked about all the time. That I don't know. I feel like maybe like a top 10, I guess. Right, yeah. And yeah. I've already done a few of them, you know? Yeah. So I guess I'm just kind of going through the list eventually. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I love this one. And I ended up finding out a lot more stuff than I had known originally, which I thought I knew everything. So this is an older case, early 1900s. And spoiler alert, it never got solved, which only adds to the creepiness of it that you'll see. There's a lot of components in it. It's not just black and white. There's a lot of creepy stuff involved in this one that kind of leaves you guessing. And the fact that it's really old we're probably never going to get any answers for it, which kind of keeps the mystery going. Yeah, I'll, in it. I'll say that of all of the different episodes that we've listened to throughout all of the true crime, uh, this is one of the few episodes that I can remember my first time hearing it and what I was doing yeah. while I was listening to it. Right. And which is, um, I think, says a lot sometimes. Yeah. Because, granted, you know, sometimes we're just listening on road trips. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
yeah, being able to remember and put myself into the first time I heard this, I was like, okay, yeah. all right, I'm excited for this one. So spoiler alert, yes, I do know this case, but if you guys don't, or even if you do, yeah. Uh, and you might it's not know everything, because exactly. well, I thought well, I knew it, right? Co- okay, anyway. Come on, come on. Anyway. All right, well, <laughs> let's, let's get into some shout-outs. Yeah. How about that? Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay, I'll try to, like, not whip through them, but I'll try to go kind of fast, because there is okay. a few. So, yeah. um, somebody by the username of Aaron Dean 66 um which I'll have to go back to him in a minute, but he commented on the recent Hello Kitty case, which a lot of these were comments on that case that we just did. If you haven't listened, definitely go back. It was the one we just did. Another really, like, creepy, gross, like... Gruesome. Gruesome, if you're into that stuff. um, Go check it out. But he said... No more Hello Kitty gift for my daughter, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I can't I remember what I said. Something like she doesn't need to know or something, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, so there's that one. And then one of our um, writer dies, M3 True Crime Pod, commented. Yeah, so, actually, I started oh. listening to their podcast, and I found out that they refer to it as the M-Cubed podcast oh. instead of M3. <gasps> Good like, to okay, know. All right, so the M-Cubed podcast. Okay, yeah. M-Cubed. Um, they also commented on the Hello Kitty one saying, this is a horrifying case, sad face. <laughs> <laughs> if, if anyone's watching, our cat just jumped right in front yeah, of the camera. Yeah, it's so. all good. And then they said, we definitely need a microdose of Christian spooky tales. Ooh, all right, all right. So well, I'll get back to that in a minute because yeah. I've had a few people on this last Hello Kitty one, I mentioned something about like I personally have had supernatural things kind of happened to me paranormal kind of things totally riley's the skeptic here well if you didn't already know he hasn't experienced shit in his life so he doesn't have anything to refer to he's lived a boring life i think well i'm not a skeptic i definitely believe that no you should see his face and him i mentioned aliens like Like he has to turn away (laughs) i'm very what's the term we were talking about the other day agnostic where <laughs> I'm not in, I'm not gonna say that something doesn't exist, but I'm also right. gonna not gonna be like it absolutely. But then when his fiance tells him too. a very real story, he's like, mm-hmm, sure, okay. Was there so, alcohol uh, involved? Listen, okay, listen, listen. If you guys want to hear, I'll let you know. Right. Yeah, if yeah, alcohol yeah. We'll, was we'll involved, them, you'll we'll have to find talk out. It, talk but anyway, the Hello Kitty one there at the very end of it is just a little snippet of some supernatural things that happened. You can believe what you want, you know. But anyway, I threw it out there. I have my own stories. And it turns out that other people have messaged and commented that they also would like to hear some things that have happened. Hell yeah. So Let's do it. all I'm saying is if other people have stories that you want to tell me that I can then tell the public or whatever. Like, we can yes. do a microdose yeah, on just ghosts and aliens or whatever. Supernatural stories. Yeah. Send them in. Bigfoot And stuff, we will do maybe, like, individualized uh, microdose <laughs> episodes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway. So it turns out M-Cubed True Crime Pod is on board for that. So Sweet. then someone else by the name Mommy underscore student underscore forever commented saying, Ooh, can't wait to listen. Then quickly commented after that, apparently they had listened to the episode and said, what the heck is this? 
(laughs) (laughs) So they had commented saying, like, I'm excited to listen. And then clearly they, like, some time passed and they had listened to it and then commented saying, what the heck is this? Like, what did I just listen to? Oh, okay. So they re-commented after listening and were like, what the fuck, basically? Yeah. I think in that context, (laughs) if if they comment it and then, like, two minutes later they comment, what the heck is this? No, It sounds like they're like, what the fuck are my I mean, honestly, yeah, there's that too. True, yeah, yeah. So then another OG, Michelle G.B. Packer fan commented, actually a really nice paragraph saying, yes, one I've been waiting for. This story ruined everything Hello Kitty for me. So effed up, but extremely fascinating at the same time. Thanks for all the banter during your episodes. It's like I have two new besties to shoot the shit with before my day is about to be ruined with another crazy ass story. I love the shit out of you two guys. (laughs) Heart emoji. Well then. (laughs) Yes, so then um, the underscore Brie commented on the Hello Kitty one saying, chili powder, question mark, exclamation point, because we had mentioned a gruesome detail involving chili powder in the Hello Kitty case. It's part of the torture method. If you don't remember, you'll have to go listen. Yes. So side note, I don't want to get too far into this, but why are you looking at me like that? (laughs) I'm just letting you talk. (laughs) But... This girl that commented actually is an old high school friend of mine. Oh. So she is actually like a friend of my sister's who then became a friend of mine by association, you know, kind of thing. And so, you know, we had like some mutual friends, whatever. So she actually had reached out kind of recently because I had posted a story about... Wait, wait, wait. Are it, you going to talk no, about... I want, I want to bring that up. Oh, okay. After my shout Yeah, that's fine. Then that's going to will... be my bit of banter. Okay. Yeah, I want you to be... The star of a bit of banter. Okay. The star of anything. I'm down. You know that. Okay. So then we'll come back to that. So anyway. The star of my life. Yes. So then then privately she messaged. We'll get back to that. But she had mentioned also um, she has some like supernatural stuff too. And she's like super on board for a microdose thing. So we have another one on the bandwagon, guys. A bias (laughs) section of. Uh, banter or, or shout outs going on over there I'm where you're trying to push an agenda no right listen guys i put it out there say it and they will come that is what happened all right, all they right, just say so. i can't help who pops in the dms guys okay mm-hmm. but i love every single one of you so anyway <laughs> so we'll come back to that and then um not last one but almost there um somebody by the username of mess of whimsy who we, i believe we've talked yep, about yep. before said "Ooh, me too on the spooky stories bring of it <laughs> listen these are all and listen. i got one over here that says christian h that says uh <laughs> i want to hear about her spooky stories <laughs> and then there's another one that says christian the third i also want to hear about her spooky story listen you guys these are real peeps i'm pretty sure so anyway so then this one was actually not on the Hello Kitty one. This is on the Henry McCabe case that mm-hmm. you actually covered like a month or two ago. Yeah, yeah, And they said, um, I just wanted to reach out and say that I heard this one on another podcast, but you guys gave it a twist. My first thought was an alien abduction, and then they dropped him back, LOL. Either way, you guys are doing an amazing job. Enjoying all your episodes. Keep up the great work. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. What was that? The, that user's name again? Shade Gray. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, and in fact, that Henry McCabe one was, I think, one of the first ones. That's where we really brought in the whole uh, aliens type Yeah. Talk. We haven't really actually covered much, mm-hmm. if anything. It sounds like we might, based yeah. on your stories. <laughs> Listen, just saying. But uh, that was the first one where I actually brought it to light in an episode because yeah. 
uh, that could be a very viable option. Yeah, and my first thought was actually Bigfoot in that one, and then someone said aliens. I was like, actually, that makes sense, too. Like, we have options (laughs) here, guys. Anyway, so then the last one I'm going to do, Aaron Dean. I mentioned him at the beginning. Same guy, 6'6". Aaron Dean 66. He actually privately messaged and I made sure that he actually said it was okay to put him on say his name when okay. he private messaged, but this was a couple episodes ago, but he didn't get back to me right. in time. Yeah. So anyway, so he said private message, quote, this house is down the street from me and every single time I pass by, I think of the psycho herb and his mannequins. End quote. So he sent us a picture of two mannequins on like an upper level deck area and they I zoomed in they seem to be two lady mannequins in bikinis wearing hats who are posed with their arms up waving and if you guys haven't heard our herb baumeister episode I think we did it a couple episodes ago Uh, and there are some creepy mannequins involved so if that piques your interest and curiosity uh, go listen right yeah 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 Okay. So well, once you listen, you'll find that a lot funnier. Yeah. And maybe I'll post the picture he sent us because he sent me an actual picture of these creepy ass mannequins, and it's so funny. Hell yeah! All right. Well, I do have a uh, a few uh, shout outs also uh, from YouTube. The first one is from someone named Nicholas Woods, and this is on the Diane Schuler case, which was episode three that mm-hmm. we released. And uh, I got I've gotten a few comments on that episode. Okay. A lot lately, actually. So. I don't know what's going on with that episode. That was before you joined. Maybe people are realizing that <laughs> not everything has to be supernatural, Christian. There's some true well, crime out there right, as well. So. Uh, no, Nicholas Wood says, The case is very simple, horribly sad, but simple. She was an alcoholic and was using alcohol and marijuana to help cope with her struggles. Uh, basically, they talk about the difficulties of, I guess, substance abuse. Yeah. But then they pose the question that, what if her husband was sick and tired of the way that she was acting, knowing that she was high also s- spiked her or um, uh, drugged her in a way to be like, you know what, I'm just getting, I'm, I'm done with this shit. Hmm. So if you guys don't know about that story, go back, episode three, Diane Schuler. Yeah. A very interesting, interesting case because there's not a lot of answers to the questions that people have. Right. So, and then this... Last shout-out, so I guess I only have um, two, two shout-outs, okay. is from Melissa Pershing, and this is going to lead into our bit of banter, Oh, because I think you're going to have a lot to say. Mm. So Melissa Pershing, and I th- showed you this comment the other day, uh, she commented on the Nathaniel Barjona one. Oh, yeah. The episode that you covered. Yep. And she said, I worked with Nathan Barjona at Hardee's in Great Falls, Montana. I was his supervisor, and he was my cook on overnights. A lot of the times, it was just us two. This was so crazy. He dropped my name to his attorneys, trying to get me to testify on his behalf. <laughs> um, yeah, didn't happen. <laughs> no. So, I replied saying, that's wild, because... Yeah. It is, uh... That is a crazy freaking case. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is not often that people are, uh... What, what what's the game? Hmm. How many steps away from Kevin Bacon? What's that? The what? six six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I've heard of that. That's but the game, that's right? A game? Because well, not a game, but it seems like every actor actress out there is within six degrees of Kevin Bacon. 
I've never heard of this in my life. Really? I've heard this saying, but I had no idea what it means. Yeah, it's, it's really where you sure. like you say like a, um, I don't know, Robert De Niro. And you're like, oh, well, he worked with this guy who worked with this guy who worked, who worked with, with Kevin, Kevin James or Kevin, Kevin James. <laughs> <laughs> Him too. He's a Kevin busy guy, Bacon. probably. Because Kevin Bacon's done so many different shows and, and, and TV movies. Weird. And, and so it's like, yeah, you can, all within six thing. people, you can connect them. I'm going to just so, start using that all the time. Being within one degree, you know, basically, I guess, close quarters, knowing first person, mm. uh, someone who's committed a crime, like. Mr. Barjona. Mm. If you guys don't know what he did, go back and listen to that episode. Uh, it's been, I don't know, probably, I don't know if either of us have ever been that close or known somebody firsthand who committed that heinous of a crime. Yeah, that one's gross. That one's got like cannibalism. That one's got a lot of stuff going on. Until like recently, though, mm. where you <laughs> go ahead. I'm gonna let you take it away. I'm gonna I'm gonna sip on some apple juice over here. If you okay. want to talk about um, your friend from high school yeah, who brought it kind up. Of a, well, yeah, the yeah, one yeah. in your in your shout oh, okay, yeah, brought yeah. it up. So I'll let you continue that story now. Okay, so Bree, the same one who commented about the chili powder, right? So. Let me just, okay, so my sister sent me something. She works in the restaurant industry. Her schedule's a lot different. She's, like, up super late. So I woke up to, like, a link to this, a couple links to, like, these news articles and then, like, some text messages at, like, freaking 2 a.m. And I woke up at, like, 8 or 9. I was like, what is this? And I clicked on it. And it's talking about, if you guys follow us on Instagram, I had posted a screenshot of the news article, at least the headline kind of portion of it, talking about how... Um, a crime happened in Shoreline, Washington, which is where I'm from. And it's just like 10, 15 minutes north of Seattle. It's just like the most boring town or little city ever. Super safe. And you have like the most boring things that happen there anyway. Especially where this crime took place. That's yeah. like the... And then in Shoreline, there's like a really nice little area closer to the water called Richmond Beach. Anyway, that's where this happened, and of course, I opened this article, still half asleep, and the title reads, um, son, right? son, son accused of killing his mom, and then the second article said, man in shoreline uh, arrested for decapitating his elderly mother in Richmond Beach, or yeah. whatever, and I'm like, what the Right. Yeah. So like, you sent me that, or you yeah. showed me that, and I was like, "That's yeah." What weird. is that? Like, and of course, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Okay, Shoreline is so small. If you know, you know. You know everybody. Everyone knows everyone." I'm like, "There's no way that I don't know somebody who doesn't know somebody who knows this person, or whatever." Right. So, anyways, I'm reading the article, and it says he's 29, so that's how old I am. And there's only one high school in that little area. Um. So I'm like, "Okay, that's the same high school I went to." Like, mm. So I'm like, kind of doing the math here, and I'm like, and then I open. It doesn't. It, I didn't see the name yet, but I saw the picture of the victim, and I almost instantly knew who it was because I'm like, wow, her face looks so much like Familiar, this guy I went really. to high school with. I'm like, it has to be him. So then anyway, Googled the name, and then it came up, and it's uh, Colin Baldazar. Um, That's a little creepy. <laughs> last name, not Baltazar, Baldazar. Okay. B-O-L-D-I-Z-S-A-R. Like, it's kind of funny. I think. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Right, yeah. Like, anyway. We're pronounce it It's just different. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway. And then, and yeah. So, then I posted something about the story. And then Bree, same girl from this chili powder thing, she messaged me anyway. And she was like, isn't this crazy? So, she was friends with his girlfriend. So, she knew him like that. 
he was in a couple classes of mine, but I think he did like a running start program. So he was mainly in the like community college after okay. a freshman year. Anyway, he definitely floated around to different groups, but I was somebody that was like kind of friends with different groups. So I saw him kind of within all these groups. We yeah, kind of floated yeah. around. Anyway, he was always really weird so it's just weird to know that i was quote-unquote friends ish you know right yeah with yeah. somebody who chopped yeah. his mom's head off yeah like we don't know too much now but it's just weird to think that like and you know what it really is like those people in the news things where you're like something was always weird with this guy mm-hmm. it's true had a weird there was feeling. something always weird with his eyes like there was just like not anything there but i just figured he was like socially awkward yeah not the best with people he was always one of those guys that said the wrong thing at the wrong time and you're like dude too soon like no one says that like just chill you know kind of thing super awkward with people never knew how to read the room like just so weird and like never really quite fit in anywhere and yeah this kind of (laughs) i don't want to say makes sense yeah but sadly yeah Right. Like I would have never thought he would do something Semi-avoidable, like this. Semi avoidable, but think not that. really avoidable. Yeah. It's just weird to think no, like, I had now, classes with someone like that. If we want to take it a step further, the Christian route. Oh boy. Uh, there's a lot of a couple few weird things that have happened in that area. Like someone uh, uh, from your guys at high school went missing, correct? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, maybe That's there's true. just like a maybe it's like that Stranger Things place where just people start disappearing or something. Yeah little paranormal going on and just uh something's in the water we over might cover there. that missing person's case too yes. at some point yeah that one is one that uh, that's another one that that girl brie she knew him okay because that was in yep, her yep, grade yep. he just disappeared one i remember day. wow yeah yeah so, so, a lot going on I, so I, I just would like to know how does it feel um because <laughs> i know no 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 I, just how do you feel obviously you don't have any connection to him no but it's just kind of is it it was weirder the day that it happened. Now I'm like, yeah, oh, whatever. But like the day happened, I was like, whoa, like because you're like, whoa, that's a regular person that I kind knew of existed. Regular. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, you know what? I've got I've got a quick story I could tell. No, 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 no. Maybe I would for just say microdose. I'll just say that. Um, this is a long. I have my time. own uh, version of. Oh. First degree knowing okay. somebody. Kevin Bacon. Okay. Exactly. So maybe <laughs> maybe for another time we'll yeah. talk about maybe that. Maybe we'll do microdose. Yeah. Because then maybe you could uh, string it in with my the supernatural. weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to do it for a bit of banter. Yes. Uh, for sure. If you guys have anything that you want us to talk about on our next microdose episode, if we are going to do a supernatural or if you guys yeah, have crazy stories that are just... We, no one would believe it's true. I'll uh, post something us. on our story too. Like, hey, if you guys have weird stuff, send it to me. Yeah, or like, yeah, yeah. because I think that that's going to be the next uh, Microdose episode. So, yeah. uh, well, that'll do it for the bit of banter. How about we go ahead and get right into the episode? Let's do it. I'm taking us way back in time to the early 1920s in Bavaria, Germany, to a farm called the Hinterkaifeck farm. The family residing here were husband and wife, Andreas and Cecilia Gruber, their widowed daughter, Victoria, and Victoria's two children, Cecilia and Josef. They also had a live-in maid as well. This family and farm operated just as you think it would back then. All the women stayed home and tended to the children, 
while the maid helped around the home as well, and Andreas ran the farm. Everything was normal until some strange things started to happen, and the first one to notice was their maid. Apparently, she had started hearing voices when she was alone. She could never track down where they were coming from, and not only this, but she could have sworn she heard tapping sounds coming from inside of the walls. Some time goes by, and now she's hearing footsteps coming from the attic. She immediately runs to tell Andrea so he can go check it out. When he goes upstairs, he finds nothing. Their attic is set up like a big open space, so there isn't exactly anywhere to hide. He found no signs that anyone had been there either. No food or trash or footprints left in dust. Weeks go by, and the maid keeps hearing these sounds, and she keeps telling Andreas, who is growing increasingly frustrated with her, because each time it's found to be nothing. Several more weeks go by, and the maid is too shaken up and tells the family, I can't stay here one more night. Every time I'm here alone, I feel like I'm being watched and I just don't feel safe. So she quits that day. Over the next several months, the family is all working overtime as they still haven't found another maid and everyone is pulling more weight than usual. It isn't until now that Andreas also starts to hear these bizarre sounds that the maid was talking about and he brings it up to the family, who all eventually notice it too. The family decides to do a full-blown search, not only of the home, but the surrounding farm property as well, unfortunately resulting in nothing and no answers. Only shortly after this does the family notice some things have gone missing, most notably a set of spare house keys. And things only got weirder. The granddaughter, Cezalea, went missing one night, and nobody could find her. After searching for hours, they found her unharmed on their property, but she had no explanation how or why she was in the location she was. She didn't remember how she got there. All she knew is she was tired and confused. Upon returning home with Cezalea, something caught Andreas's eye on the counter. Sitting there was a newspaper. A newspaper that wasn't there before they left and a newspaper that he wasn't subscribed to. To add to this creepy list of happenings, Andreas noticed someone had tried to break into his tool shed as well. It appeared the lock and surrounding wood had deep gashes and wood shavings left all over. It puzzled him because they were in such a remote area, he is certain he would have heard something, or someone, go into town on this big metal lock so violently. This brings us to the spring of 1922, when shit gets really real. That was a, I'm gonna, just, a good year. I'm just gonna put it 1922. <laughs> spring, that was a good one. specifically. Oh, spring yeah. Spring of 1922. I, I hear all great things. I'm, I'm saying, I'm gonna, I know the story, so I'm not, not gonna be butting in a lot. Yeah, that's all right. But uh, the moment you see a newspaper you don't ever remember getting, mm-hmm. and then what looks to be marks of people trying to break into your any place yeah. of yours. Um, I'm, I'm alarmed at that point. Especially when you're set back. Like, you're on, like, yeah. this is, like, there's no like Germany in the woods s- yeah, property. Like, you would hear something. Like, mm-hmm. you know? It's not like you're around a bunch of busy streets and cars. Yep, you don't just have random visitors sit, like, saying, no. hey, hey, folks, can you help yeah, me get here or there? Exactly. You know? Yeah. But back to the, uh, yeah. one of the better years. 1922 spring. (laughs) There had been a snowstorm the night before, 
and Andreas gets up super early to get his day started. He goes to the back door and heads out, and what he sees wakes him the hell up. There are a set of footprints coming from the surrounding forest that walk right up to his back door, but there are not a second set of footprints going back. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> no, no. I'm getting the axe. I know that I'm getting the axe and I'm following the footsteps. He wakes up his family and hopes that someone has an answer for him. Nobody knows anything, so now he's got to solve this. It's just too freaky and too bizarre. He checks every window and every other exit to try and find any exiting tracks or how someone would have gotten out, but he finds nothing. He does a whole sweep of the home, calling out to anyone who might be hiding and checking any crawl space they have, nothing. Andreas decides to head over to his neighbor, Loren Schlittenbauer, who had a farm nearby, just to see if he had noticed anything weird or if he could think of any explanation. Maybe he's just going crazy. You know, you just want somebody to kind of either have an explanation for you, put your mind at ease, or also be like, yeah, "Yeah, this is weird. Yeah. Lorenz was puzzled too, but offered Andreas an extra rifle for protection just in case anything was weird or anything happened. Andreas politely declines and just thinks he's going crazy and heads back home. You're never just going crazy. And if you are, I mean, you, <laughs> you're, <laughs> this probably wouldn't be the first time something yeah, like this. Yeah, happened I mean, I don't blame crazy. you. I've been back then, but yeah. I mean, you're not going crazy if you see one-way footsteps, right? Like, you can't just make that up. Yeah. So yeah, you got something to worry about. Yeah. Not too long after this, the family does get some good news, though. They're able to find a maid. So a few weeks later, on March 31st, the new maid, Maria, shows up to start her new job. Unfortunately, what her and nobody else knew is a tragedy was awaiting them just around the corner, and her timing couldn't have been any worse. Oh, Maria. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Maria. Four days later, on April 4th, a repairman shows up for a scheduled visit where he was hired to fix their feed machine for the livestock. He knocks on the door and waits a minute, and nobody comes. He knocks again, waits, still nobody. He can hear the dog barking, but other than that, dead silence, which is very strange for a working farm. The feeder he was there to fix was actually outside, not too far away, so he decides, I'll just get started and maybe someone will come greet me later. He does the job, and when he's finished, he goes to say goodbye and notices that the dog that was inside barking is now outside tied up. So he thinks, okay, somebody must have just let him out when I was working, and I mean, somebody must be inside, so I'll just go say goodbye really quick. Well, the back door where the dog was ended up being locked. The repair guy was just honestly confused and just trying to cover his bases, I guess. So he was like, you know what? I'm going to stop by the neighbor's house. Yeah. Just, just let to... them know that I was here because no one's answering here. I'm just going to like, you know what I mean? If somebody asks, I was here since I wasn't right. able to make any physical contact with anybody or anything. Say, especially if he still needed yeah. to collect money or something, right. you know? Yeah. So he let Lorenz know that the repair work was done and that he hadn't seen anybody all morning. Um, but just to let them know that if he sees them, that he stopped by and he did what he was supposed to do and, you know. 
Well, Lorenz, being a fellow farmer himself, knows that it's weird to not be up this early and not be up and about. And so he decides he's just going to stop by real quick, check it out, because why not? So he gets to Hinterkaifeck and gets no response from the home. But he notices that the barn door is wide open. So he heads over and peeks inside. At first, nothing looked out of place, except the corner of the barn had a weird-looking pile. After taking a closer look, he finds four bodies under a pile of hay, all stacked on top of one another. Hmm. Of course, Lorenz is freaked out and runs inside the home, where he unfortunately finds the baby and the maid deceased as well. Oh, yes. I forgot about that part. Each one of them had been bludgeoned with a pickaxe multiple times in the head. The authorities are notified, and when they arrive, they also see the horrifying scene that Lorenz was telling them about. They see that there was food recently made, and a fire was going, but they were able to figure out that they had been murdered days earlier. So where did the food and the fire come from? Someone had been living in the house for days after the murder with the bodies. Not only this, but the livestock showed signs of being taken care of during this time as well. Maybe someone hoping Hmm. to make things appear normal as possible so they wouldn't draw any attention to the farm. Or just a guilty conscience. Who knows? The police had a working theory that perhaps a drifter had staked out the home or maybe even target of opportunity situation. Okay. Murdered the fam, got some food, place to stay, went on his way. But when inspecting the barn, police found large sums of money inside that were left untouched. And I put here, um, do people keep bags of money in a barn usually? Because apparently there was just bags Listen, of money in the barn. back in the spring of 22. <laughs> anything the only, went, only anything we went had. back then. Yeah. After eliminating other suspects or theories, they were left with Loren Schlittenbauer finding out that he had an affair with their daughter Victoria oh, and was believed to be the biological father of Yosef the baby that was hmm. found murdered however later on it was discovered that the baby was actually a result of incest that's right Andreas Gruber was actually the father and grandfather of little Yosef oh great Some reports also say that Victoria was mentally handicapped, but not confirmed, so this might have made her a little bit more vulnerable to something like that, unfortunately. The investigation into this massacre eventually led nowhere, and since 1922, many people have tried their hand at this twisted mystery, but none successful. And with this case taking place so long ago, it only gets harder to solve as the years go on. Little side note, too. When the family was going to be buried, the coroners removed all of the heads for inspection and evidence collection, and somewhere along the way, all the heads were lost. Nobody Hmm. has any explanation where they went, how they got lost, but they were all lost and never found, so the whole family was buried headless. To this day, it's never been solved, and nobody has much hope for it either. Sounds to me like it's a... Inside job. <laughs> what does that even <laughs> okay. mean? The cow That's did different. it? What does that Our even mean? Here, the, uh, there was a couple of things you said 
during it, or you said there was dead silence uh, when the repair worker mm-hmm. came to the farm. I thought that was a dead silence. There's a reason it's called dead silence. Sadly, these people were dead. Yes. I thought that was very fitting. Okay. Just something yeah, that, that was I just a happy up. accident. <laughs> yeah, didn't mean but, for that, but yeah. Uh, no, knowing. The only thing was the dog going crazy inside. That's the only yeah. thing, which is why it was let out. Right. But then, but who let the it out? That's what I was going to yeah. say, is the knowing the facts beforehand, and then you bringing up that fact about how the dog was inside barking, and then was outside on a leash. It gave me little chills for a second. Yeah. Because it's like, this murderer. The call is coming from inside the house. Pretty much, but yeah. like, he was right there. And he was like, I need to shut this dog up. And the question is, was the murderer still in the house when the neighbor went over to check on them? That's what I was thinking. Like, I feel like, so something I was going to say now that we're in like the like discussion phase of this is that this, because this case is so old, this could very well be, and we will never know. Oh, it was exactly a hundred years ago. What? This case was 100 years ago. I just oh, not thought about that. 22. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're right. That's really weird. Yeah. So especially in that case, when it's that old, we have no firsthand experience, right? So right. this could be just easily a game of telephone. And there's yeah, so details many details in lost. this that could be made up. We have no idea. The lost dog translation. That because dog it's in thing could have never happened. It yep. could have just been something that somebody said along the way. To True. make it seem spooky, the whole the livestock being taken care of that maybe wasn't true either. We don't know. Yeah, I I think uh, here's what uh, I haven't actually thought about this case in a while, but when you're just right here hearing it again, I'm kind of just thinking because of how I'm assuming the government works over in in Germany back in the early you know 1920s. They're going to be in business, I suppose, with the farms because that's where the food is going to be coming from. Okay. So if for some reason this farm had a ton of cash, mm-hmm. I'm sure the government is wondering, you know, is that was that for the government? Were they owing the government some money? Is it possible that the government's like, there's no reason you should have that much money when... We're helping support you. I don't know exactly, you know, but I know that the government and farmers work hand in hand to provide for, typically for people. Um, Or I guess they they provide the outlets for farmers to reach more of a public or something. But um, when you add in the fact that the heads, like the only pieces of evidence really collected from the bodies are just missing. Yeah. That that is where I would get into. It's an inside job where... Somebody inside the dub, but see, we don't, right? We'll just never know. It, we can't. That, no, we can't think that this has ever not been done before. Like people's body parts and evidence have gone missing. Missing, right? Especially back then, there's no way to log anything or track yeah. anything. But I'll just kind <laughs> of. I don't want to make this like <laughs> since we spent so long during the banter part of this about supernatural stuff, whatever. But this is another case where that has been brought up. I didn't mean to stumble upon that. Oh, sure. But yeah. a couple different places have mentioned, like, 
why where do those footprints come from how do they never come back like how do they then on top of that um there were signs that each person was individually lured to the barn because everybody was found in their nightgown so there's no signs of them being killed in the house besides the maid and the baby so I didn't want to get too far into this during the story because it's just like this is different people's take on it. But they think that somebody lured them into the barn one by one. How they did that, I'm not sure. Whether they made it sound like something was happening, whether they were crying help. But it sounds like the dad was the first one to go out, then the mom. Like they're taking them out individually right, yeah. and then stacking them. So I don't know what the stacking was for. Maybe they got OCD type A. I don't know. I'm not really sure, but yeah, I mean, that is why this one there there's just no answers to it. Yeah, and you know? there and never will be. There was apparently um, a university like group of students or something that was doing like I don't know what you call that, where they have like a big project that they work on during their like thesis or whatever kind of thing, and like this was their big project was to try and solve this case. This was probably like ten years ago or something. And they apparently have narrowed it down to one person that they cannot name because they can't prove it. And they don't want to, like, yeah, yeah, you know, defame. Yeah, defame anybody. Yeah. And th- their family members of the person that they think did it are still alive, so they can't really say anything. Right. Yeah. That but makes apparently sense. they know who did it, apparently. So, anyway. And so. I mean, that, that kind of takes away now from the, you know. But I don't know. But how would you even you know? Th- that's the thing. Yeah, how would you so know that it was that person? And how do now, we know half of now, this should happen? I don't granted, know. Granted, you know, it, it, to me, similar to sh- old shows like CSI, it was never uh, who did it that was intriguing to me. It was how did you come to that conclusion that that person did it? Yeah. You know, what are you putting together? Oh, exactly. And that's what I would love to know out of that study or investigation right. from this university of how, what pieces they put together, whether pieces of evidence that we don't know about that they were able to have access to. Right. You know, and I would, I will uh, pr- actually probably look into that after this because I'd like to know just how, uh, yeah, how they could come to the conclusion that this the one few single person. Videos, the few videos and articles that mention it didn't mention how they came to it. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure it's out there. Yeah. That was just one of the things I wanted to throw in there. I probably should have and, done a deeper dive on that. Well, but. They, again, it could be a situation where you can't actually convict anybody. You're not even going to mention the name of who it is. And so what is, uh, if it's a university, is it really worth putting out there if there's nothing that's going to come from it? Right. You know, maybe it's just a, a little scientific yeah. study group. And as much as I want to believe... All of the creepy details, everything, the newspaper, the keys going missing, the How sounds in the sure? walls, the footsteps in the attic. Even the footsteps coming everything. in, but not the footsteps going out. And the maid that died, that was her first day at right. work. Like, that's just a weird coincidence to me that, like, your first day at work and you're murdered. Like, and that's, that's the just... question. Is it a coincidence? Yeah, I don't do know. Do we know if it's the maid's significant other you know yeah i'm yeah i mean who knows right i mean i don't know what that motive would be i mean we could really take this so far well if if we do know like why the freaking baby and like really there was cash being stored in the barn that wasn't touched 
then the theory that I'm about to go out the window. <laughs> That's okay. But you know what? These are the kinds of thoughts we need. We need to really like, I mean, we could go crazy. Pushing these thoughts really to the extreme every time. Like, what yeah. if, what if, what if? I mean. Once again, a hundred years ago, unless, most likely we'll never know. Honestly, it could be like a famicide type thing where somehow there is a distant relative that had it out for them because of how successful maybe their farming business was going and yeah and I they mean, said uh you know what i'm not even here for your mother your mother your money <laughs> your mother your mother <laughs> i'm not here for your money i'm just here and that's why it's such a brutal uh you know murder one at a time and maybe they've been there that's why they knew how to you know get places without being detected and i'm gonna also throw this in real quick um a lot of people really were quick to blame Loren Schlittenbauer, the farmer neighbor, yeah, right? Yeah. Because he also had his own farm. And the possibility of... Then you, you know. found out about the affair with yep. Victoria. You know, I mean, there's a few different things here. And then it's also weird that if the dad knew about it, that he was, like, talking to him, like, frequently and, like, kind yeah. of friendly with him. But, like, maybe he didn't know. I'm not sure. Um, but then there's also the people that point out if this guy lived in the house... Whoever this culprit is, man, yep. woman, whatever, for a couple days, there's no way that this guy, Lorenz Schlittenbauer over there, he had a wife and kids right. too, Would be able was to able be to run his days. farm yeah. and also somehow live at this guy's farm and do his farm duties and somehow that go between. Yeah, just yep. weird. So there's really no proof of that. There's no proof of anything, honestly, but I don't know who they would be yeah. able to point I mean, to. Those Lorenz's university. wife. Who knows? Yeah. I doubt she might have I been mean, able to kill. I mean, maybe. I know. Stack. You know. Who knows? Maybe she was a burly woman. I yeah. don't know. Who knows? Yeah. That's uh, this is why I've liked this one because there's a lot of yeah uh, a lot of unanswered questions similar to that Diane Schuler one. A lot of unanswered questions. You just know some details, but not all the details. And when you're hearing these damn footsteps in the attic, but there was nothing in the attic apparently. Like you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, it's just a big open space. Like, there's nowhere to hide. So, where did you go? Like, I don't know. Anyway, there's stuff like that. Like, hearing tapping down in the walls. Well, that could be bugs. Paranormal. That could be whatever. No. no. I'm not even stretching that far. <laughs> no. no. That could be anything. But the key's going missing once again. We don't even know if that's a real thing. Yeah. yeah. Because that could just be a creepy tale that somebody decided, you know what, make this really creepy. I'm just going to add this in. And then the story kept going. And yeah. then they added weird stuff like the dog. And then, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that, that is so the question old. is, uh, who, I mean, think about it. I have There's memories no like that. There's no surviving people <laughs> of this, right? Right. So how, who told, who's telling this story about how there was a newspaper that they don't remember being right. there? Maybe he told it to Lorenz, right? Because remember right. he went over there and he was like, this is really weird. Maybe that's so, who he told everything to. So Lorenz is the liar. Here's, yeah, here's the thing is where it could really come down to, uh, based on the fact that there wasn't, you know, forensic evidence back then. Yeah. Uh, everything is based on what Lorenz said happened. Yeah. You would think that and the uh, repairman you know, repair guy, yeah. And so you're going off of just two people saying what they encountered, yeah. And you don't, I mean, that's it. The yeah. repairman didn't even see anything, so yeah. who's to say Lorenz didn't find Maybe they were all sick or something, you know, maybe they got poisoned somehow from something, 
And Lorenz took advantage and said, fuck you guys. I'm taking over the rest of the farming. Yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. Who knows? We're going to have to call that guy up. I, you know what? I'm taking that back. I'm taking that back. <laughs> I don't want to offend his family. <laughs> We're not going to release his name anymore. Yeah, We're yeah, just yeah. going to call him L from now on. Okay. All right, L. But <laughs> I guess the farm became a tourist attraction. This was back in the day. If you guys ever listen to any old true crime, you've heard of like things are weird. Like they would set up. Um, there's another case that I'll, I'll think of, um, later, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, sidetrack here. I what I was going to say is back then things like this gruesome murders were not as treated with respect like they are now kind of, and even now it's questionable. Yeah. But back then they would set up like food carts outside of like murder homes and stuff because yeah. people would come and want to see As it actual, they would like sell like merchandise yeah exactly yeah. they would sell pictures they would sell some people even depending where the murder happened and what was involved in it would take off pieces of stuff like if somebody was buried that was like a famous murder they would take pieces of their headstone until it was gone and then they would have to replace the headstone like weird shit like yeah, that i mean let's not forget this is also the time of day where or to, you know a time in the world where like someone who was 200 pounds would be traveling on a car yeah true to be paid true to be looked like at. a woman with a beard and yeah. stuff like all that biggest stuff. man like, in the world and he's like yeah. 250 pounds or like a little person <laughs> was looked at as like a freak show or whatever exactly. like that kind of and stuff so yeah they kind of glorified weird things so people that would, same thing kind of happened with this farm, the farm people yeah. came and looked and were like able to go in the house and stuff like, and eventually get stack of hay here. Yeah, eventually it was like torn down and stuff because really? it was just yeah hot mess yeah, but i can imagine yeah well, I'd like to know what everyone else thinks uh, yes. could have happened. You know, there's a yeah. lot of different things to consider. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to look into that university study to see yeah. what they think. I don't know. I'd just like to see, what you know, what evidence but points to who. pending, if there is an actual investigation that happens, which who knows, they probably can't release what evidence they have. So I don't know how True. much will really yeah. be out there. I don't know. Who knows? Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Luckily, I don't think we have to... Uh, worry about offending anybody that's been directly affected by this crime <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't right, feel as true. weird saying thank you yeah true true, uh, true i am going to be covering the next case yes and it's gonna be a good one i can okay. promise you guys that it's been a while have you so. already picked one out in your mind oh i've got like seven of them I think, <laughs> oh so god okay guys okay. bleed at all right. all right. Well, thank you guys for uh, listening. I hope you all enjoyed it. If yeah. you have any supernatural stuff yes. that you want us to discuss on the next Microdose episode, mm-hmm. uh, be sure to leave a comment or, uh, again, uh, I don't know if I, sure. I mentioned it. I, I kind of posted it on the Instagram story, but we got video back. So mm-hmm. we are back on the YouTube, yes. and I'm doing the robot oh for God. those of you who Maybe we shouldn't see. be back on YouTube. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> God, I'm joking. I'm joking. Good. It's fucked up. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, this has been the True Crime Banter Podcast. And we'll talk to you in the next one. Adios.